The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. everybody welcome back to an all-new episode of you're gonna love me today i have the one the only she's back again for the second third fourth i don't even know dana kathan we are losing track hello how are you katie i'm doing okay i'm doing okay i'm feeling better i've been a sicky poo for the last few days but i'm on the mend i think so i mean you're looking good your skin Thanks. is still this girl glows at all times like we need the routine drop the routine all the time well i have you know on on zoom you can do like fix my appearance there's there's a button for that uh no that would have been helpful to know 40 <laughs> zooms ago on every work meeting that i have that i look like shit but great i'll look into it okay anyway so Dana and I are both really, really excited because the Sex and the City reboot is premiered. Like, I didn't think we were going to get this for like years or till next year, maybe. But like Christmas has come early. I'm so excited. I haven't watched. I want to like, I want to wait. I'm so excited. So also, let's be clear. I thought it was another movie. I didn't realize it was a series until like a week ago. And I was like, another movie, can we not? And then (gasps) more I've seen trailers pop up about it. I'm very down. And I love that they shift the focus to not just be like Sex and the City, this continuation. Like it's evolved and it's a show. I love, I love that. Me too. Okay, because here's the thing. It's been 18 years since Sex and the City has ended. It was, it premiered 1998 and ended in 2004. So 18 years since we last saw these women in this series. Yes, we had the first movie in 2008 and then another one in 2010. So even then it's still been over a decade, but the movie is still kind of like picked up sort of where they left off. It was sort of like same like running themes that they had throughout the show. It was just a kind of a continuation on from the series. And just like that, this reboot, I'm just so curious where we're going to see them, where they are now in their lives. So we can't just pick up where we left off. Hell no. No, absolutely not. And also, let's put into perspective, like 18 years, I'm pretty sure that Olivia Rodrigo was still in a uterus at that time. Like that's a fucking long time. So yeah. And then as the movies kind of kept up with it and I felt like the first one, and I'd love to know your opinion on the movies. I thought the first one was great. I thought they did a good job with it. Like we all wanted it. They wanted to end the series on a high note. They could have gone for seven, eight, nine seasons, but they were like, we were making this creative decision. We've done what we wanted to do here and leave it open for the future. But then the next movie to me was just like a lot and, and really driving home these same things when like these women are not in the same place that they were when the show ended, like they are different people. So I personally am so excited to see where they're going to be. And like, the thing that's tripping me out, I saw, I, I follow, do you follow every outfit SATC? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. If you're a Sex and the City person and you're not following that account, it's a major miss. Go follow it. They showed a scene of Miranda and Brady filming. And I was like, oh, oh my God, Brady's in college. Yes. I Brady's know. in college. I, f- I forgot about the kids. Like the in, kids. In, in the trailer or the teaser for the, the, the show and they showed Lily and Rose grown up. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot about Lily and Rose. And they're like grown up like young women. I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. This is crazy. 
I, I was already crying watching it, but for some reason that like really got the tears going. And, Who didn't you know? cry watching that? Like there were so many elements of it, not just like the kids growing up and seeing also, I mean, we're missing one major player, but the, the friendship that's still there between the three of them, it's that's emotional. And mm-hmm. seeing Stanford, I think was a really big blow uh. to all of us. Like Willie Garson. Garson. Yes. Garson. Garson. Yeah. Garson. I don't know how to say his last name, but Willie Garson, Garson Stanford was such a yeah. absolute like staple backbone of that show. And I didn't even know he was sick. So like, I, that's a whole other element of it. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about like what we think we can expect from yes. this new series, because I don't think it's going to be anything that we're used to seeing. I don't think it's going to feel like sex in the city. I think it, it will in some ways. I don't, I think it has to, I think they want to keep that same sort of flavor, but obviously like make it more current and uh, and up with their, their lives. Obviously they're not going to be like, no, it's not like they're necessarily going to be like banging randos and we're going to be following that journey. Exactly. Which like, honestly, we love a slutty grandma, like keep going until the end. But I just, obviously they're in relationships and they're settled in their lives. But I think the biggest thing that I noticed that really stood out to me is like the main character in the show, besides the gals and the city is her column. And we see Carrie in the trailer in a XM radio, whatever. Like it seems like, the column will have transitioned to a podcast, which is really interesting to me. So I feel like they're basically modernizing it to translate to today and then show who they've grown into be. Do you agree? Yeah, I I definitely think so. Which was, I was excited to see that, you know, because I think for it to be kept too much to the traditions and the similar themes would be doing a disservice. Yes, absolutely. Like, I don't know that the New York star is a thriving newspaper anymore. So I think that that was like a really cool (laughs) touch to it, but Okay. So can we talk about Kim? Yes. We have to talk about Kim because I know obviously they're going to have to address that she's not around anymore. And she was a very, very important key player the entire series. It makes me sad to to, to not see her because I loved, loved, loved her on the show, but also to find out that there was so much bad blood and no one really liked her. Oh, that broke my heart. Yeah. Because you want to assume that they're best friends on mm-hmm. an offset, like most shows that have an ensemble cast like that are. So to find that out when their their whole thing was about, you know, we can be each other's soulmates and men can just be these great, fun, nice guys to have fun with. And then to find out they like all hated each other was really shitty. But so ultimately what it came down to, I don't think it was just the fighting situation. It was a money thing, which I get that. Know your value, know your worth. If you feel like you've gone as far as you can go with this character and it's you need to be paid whatever number. And like, you feel like you have to walk away. I get that. Mm -hmm. But like, it's obviously sad that she's not there. And here's my prediction via every outfit SATC, which is like the gossip girl of sex in the city. We see them shooting a funeral and we, we see Chris Noth. We see all of the characters. So like it's narrowing it down. And what I predict is going to happen is that they will bring her breast cancer back. Oh, that's what I think it is, which is like dark, dark and so sad. But like, other than that, they're not just going to be like, it's not like a catfish where every iPhone has FaceTime. Like there's no way that they could paint it that she's just not around in any way. She just like moved to like Timbuktu and it's not around. Yeah. I I think they did say that there would be a death of a main, main character of the show. And people were predicting that it was going to be like big or someone like, like one of the guys of the cast. But it has to be. So I, feel, I, feel, I bet it feels like a death. It feels like a death to us who followed her all this time. I feel like them as, because I know at least what I've seen of Sarah Jessica saying, 
she's sad about it. Also, did you listen? There was a podcast that did a, I can't remember what podcast it was, but they do different topics and do like multiple series. And they did an in-depth breakdown and everyone was on it except for Kim. And from her perspective, you know, she said there was contention, but it was sounded like all love from her side. And obviously there's multiple sides to every story, but like, I'm sure it's really hard for all of them because they were a team. And even though there were issues and money and stuff, like they did it together, those characters have spent their lives together. I'm sure it feels that way. So it's dark, but like kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. It's me interrupting. Hi. (laughs) I love the smells of the season. I do. And thanks to Native's new seasonal scents, my favorites are with me wherever I go. Literally, yes, I'm talking about their deodorant. Native deodorant is formulated with ingredients you've actually heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter. We love that. Native deodorant never uses aluminum, paraben, or sulfates, but still keeps you smelling amazingly fresh all day. With classics and rotating seasonal, Native has a deodorant scent for everyone, including their new holiday-inspired collection, candy cane, sugar cookie, and fresh mistletoe. Native is not just good for you, it's good for the planet. They have a deodorant that's made of 100% paperboard packaging. They are vegan and never test on animals, which I'm so happy to hear. I am not alone in loving Native. They have over 15,000 five-star reviews, and I know you're going to love them too. I switched to Native like, I don't know, like a while ago. I'm talking like a year ago, and I haven't looked back. Honestly, I know people are nervous about the switch, but let me tell you, I've worked out in it. I run errands in it, and I still smell good. I'm still like feeling fresh, and I love it, and I love the new scents. I feel like the mistletoe is kind of like a sexy scent, you know, honestly, but I love candy cane. I love smelling like candy. (laughs) I'm a big candy cane fan. And I just feel so festive incorporating it into like my like hygiene routine. I feel like a Christmas elf. I love it. So keep the sense of the season where you go with Native's limited time holiday scented deodorants. Go to nativedeodorant.com and use code LOVEME to get 25% off your first purchase at checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com, code LOVEME for 25% off. nativedeodorant.com, code LOVEME. All right, back to the show. What's up, family? We are Terrell and Jarius, the host of Let's Go There, where we will, in fact, go there every single week. Every Wednesday in this podcast, no topics are off limits for us. We will be pushing ourselves and you to see different perspectives, challenging what you think you know, and have fun all at the same time. So listen, I want you guys to go ahead and buckle up because going there is going to be the ride of your life. See you guys next week. Do you think Carrie and Big are still married? I absolutely do. And I love like she posted a photo of the two of them, like kind of kissing in bed and smiling at each other. And she was like, these two. And I was like, oh, "Oh, so cute. So like, to me, I think it's also interesting because in, I don't think it was the second movie, but in the first movie, kids were still on the table of like, are we going to have children? Are we going to not? Right. So that's another thing they think is different. It's like clear that 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 wasn't right for them. They didn't want children. Mm -hmm. So like, seeing where they are now and how they've made a home with just the two of them and like what their life looks like, I think will be really interesting. Like they're together. They have to be right. Yeah. What about Steve and Miranda? Okay. So I've heard some rumors. I don't think they are. 
I've heard rumors. I don't think they are. And I also think, and this is an interesting thing, but in terms of modernizing the show, like the sh- let's be clear, Sex and the City was problematic back in the day. Like watching yeah. them, and I still, I've seen every episode at least 60 times. I can quote the entire series. <laughs> yeah. We are on the same page about that. Mm -hmm. And like, I look back on it. And so I have been watching it since it was on, like I was like 12. My mom was like the coolest and let it, but let us watch like real inappropriate shit. And I watched the last two seasons on air. And like when you're young and at the time, like it kind of went over your head. And then like, you know, I remember they had a line about like, they didn't believe in bisexuality and like I'm bisexual. So now looking back and like, Uh. you know, they made like transphobic comments and Sarah Jessica said she regretted that. Like they wouldn't have yeah. done it that way now. So I'm just curious, like your thoughts on that. I think that Miranda might be gay. In IRL, she is a gay woman. So yes. it would be interesting to see that if she's like, I think that, you know, my character is actually, I mean, she, I would be happy to see that. Oh, we would I, love- I, would, I would love that journey for Miranda because I mean, she's just, she had really tough luck with men, you know? And I think, I would like to see her just be like, you know what? Fuck it. Like women well, and it's, are worth that. Think it's necessary. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think it's also just in maybe an exploration. Like I think certain people maybe yeah. learn that about themselves later in life and maybe it's an undercurrent in them, but they decide to really tap into it. So like, yeah. I think that that's a wonderful thing to explore with her of like, she's older, she's fully formed. She's had all these significant relationships and there's a part of her that feels unfinished. That's so, it. and who knows, yeah. I, I could be totally wrong, but like, again, just in my creeping and stalking, like I obviously just need to tune in, but I feel like that might be what it is, but I feel like her and Steve are still besties if they aren't together. I, yeah, I feel like, I feel like they would do some really great, well, they don't have to co-parent anymore because <laughs> they're Brady, Brady's all grown up, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're still close. I love, I do love Steve. Okay. Was, yeah. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll get to, we'll get to the, the guys later. But, okay. okay. And then obviously, I mean, Harry and Harry and Charlotte, Harry and Charlotte are, you know, together forever, forever. They're, they're, they're so, so cute. They're so in love. I still like, there's, I feel like they're still boning two to three times a week as <laughs> yeah. per described. And as you know, like a, a couple entering that season of their life, that's later. Like, I love that for them. Like they're still so in love. And also that gives me hope. So first of all, can we be very clear about this? When I watched this as a child, I was like, they're single and 35 and 36. And that's crazy. And I like loved the show and thought it was funny. And I'm now 31 and it's my life. And I, and now I watch it and I'm like, holy shit. Like, okay. Real. Like this is absolutely how this pans out. So I love that she ended up with someone where she was always like, she didn't think it was a guy for her because on yeah. paper, it didn't look like what she thought it was, but it was her perfect person. And I love because that. She, so much. she always had the idea, the, the idealistic sort of vision in her head. She had the, the vision board, the mood board for mm-hmm. her life and for the guy. That's really interesting that you like watched this so young because I, I never had any interest in it. It had, this show had zero appeal to me for a long time I remember like kind of being turned off from it I'm just like these women are like how old are they and like sex in the city like ugh, I don't I don't want to like watch this show it just I didn't ha- I couldn't relate to it mm-hmm. until I was like you know 20 probably and I moved to LA and I was like now you know sex in the city was my life I was dating I could understand it and I could relate to it finally I was just like oh my god this show is amazing well no and also it's like for for me personally, it's, you know, the things, and I'm sure we all are dealing with things of like, 
when you get to a certain age as women and choices you have to make and things that you want to think about. And mm-hmm. I feel like you probably know too, like back home, you feel like people all get married, like right out of college and like follow this oh, pattern. God, but like yes. People in places like LA, like it's very different for me. I'm not in that season of my life. And even if I was with my perfect soulmate, it's just like not where I'm at. But considering all the other things like kids and, you know, what they all are going through and, you know, being in a large city like this in New York and LA, same, same, but different. Like it is a very different dating scene. So it's just like interesting to watch them go through that. And I woke up one day and I was like, holy shit, it me. So now it's like watching it. It's a documentary. Honestly, it's not, it's no longer a series. It's a documentary. It does. And I, and I find in different stages and seasons of my life. And as I've grown, like certain things I can identify with and relate to more. And especially the, uh, especially the different women on the show. I think they always yes. say like, which, which one are you? Are you a Miranda? Are you a Carrie? Are you Samantha? I've, I've heard people talk about and read and listen to people say that they feel like each women are really like strong characteristics of, you know, who we are as a whole, not necessarily everyone, but like, mm-hmm we all have a little bit of each of them in us, I think. So at certain times and in certain situations, you might relate to one of them more, but you know, I think when I was younger and I was a little more selfish, I could probably identify with Carrie a little bit more at times. She's the Gryffindor of sex (laughs) in the city. Everyone wants to be a Gryffindor. Miranda's a Slytherin. But now that I'm older and I'm like more sensible and more, you know, acutely aware of things. And I am so Miranda. I'm so Miranda. And I think that I'm a really strong mix of the three of them, of Carrie, Sam and Miranda. The only one I I do not identify with at all is Charlotte. Like none of that relates for me, but the three of them, absolutely. And I, and I, it is an ebb and a flow in depending on what's going on, but like Miranda's a strong ass bitch and she is just very blunt and there's no confusing where you are with her. And I, that's how I am as a person for sure. And then, yeah, there are different elements and it's like, fun to see reflected in you what you see in these women but I do think back in the day it's like you just wanted to pick one but as you grow you realize women are dynamic like we're Mm -hmm. many many things all right pardon the interruption but we gotta talk about something really serious like razor burn (laughs) it's a problem a problem that I've dealt with for many years because of terrible razors and I have been on a mission to find razors that don't give me razor burn because why why has it got to be so hard it's unsightly, it's uncomfortable, and it just needs to go. But I have found the holy grail of razors with Athena Club's razor. It is designed with built-in skin guards to help prevent razor burn while being gentle on curves. It is the best razor I've ever used. It is surrounded by water-activated serum and with shea butter and hyaluronic acid, which is incredible for your skin and really is the holy grail. The best part is the razor kit is only $9 and comes with two blade heads, a magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of color. I got two colors because why not? The more the merrier. Yeah, I love them. Plus, you'll never have to worry about running out of refills or being stuck with dull, overused razors. You can choose how often replacement blades are sent to you with free shipping. That means fresh ready to use razors, always arrive right when you need them. That is such a luxury. I love being able to just pop a fresh razor blade on. It's incredible. Also, you have to try their cloud shave foam. I don't know why I've been shaving without using this foam for so long. It's just, it's a sin, honestly, but it is incredible. It's so nourishing while you shave. My skin is so soft and smooth afterwards. So show your skin you care with Athena Club Razor Kit. Sign up today and you'll get 20% off your first order. Just go to athenaclub.com and use promo code LOVEME. That's A T H. 
E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with promo code love me for 20% off. All right, back to Joe. I think it's really, even though they're so heightened in each of these women, you know, like Samantha is like, so like sex positive, like all about embracing that side of her. That's kind of like her thing. And Miranda is very, you know, independent, strong willed, everything. So, and there's, their storylines are kind of, you know, always kind of geared towards those things. It's just, it's just fascinating watching them go navigate their lives through this. And depending on what, the story is or what the season is actually I will like be rooting for one over the other okay also I want to know your thoughts on this because people always say this and I kind of think it's a hot take and people just say it to be controversial but people are like Carrie's the villain in that series and I want to know your thoughts on that you know I I get where people are coming from but I think I think people take such an issue with women being selfish and knowing what they want Yes, And I think that, I think that it's being conflated or confused for her being like the villain in these situations. I don't think so. I think, I think sometimes she fails to see her friend's sides and things, and she can be a little bit selfish in certain situations where she shouldn't be. I will say that when her friends are trying to say like, we're just trying to look out for you. And she's like, I don't fucking need you to look out for me. It's like, well, bitch, like you do stop being toxic. Stop being a toxic friend. That those are the only times I want to smack her a little bit. But, but she learns. Yeah, but, what, but what I think, no, what I think that reflects though is again, are we all perfect people all the times? Are we no. not the own villains in our own stories sometimes? Are we not the ones that can't get the fuck out of our own way? I know that's how I am. Like, yes, I'm sorry for those who are viewing, who are calling her a villain that are perfect people. I can't imagine <laughs> like good for you. But like, I think that that is a really loaded thing to say. And again, I think that like people are threatened of certain things about women and like expect perfection all the times. Like, yes, she was a mess, but I think that you really see her character arc and her journey of learning and like, holy shit, am I the same person I was one year ago, two years ago, three years ago? Literally, I could not be more different today than I have ever been in my life. And I'm like, yeah, I was an idiot a lot of the times and I was my own problem and I was toxicity in a lot of my relationships. So like giving her grace, I'm just confused why people won't do that. So yeah, I think that's bullshit. Whenever I see that, I'm just like, Ugh, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's not, she's, she was not the villain. She was, no, unpopular opinion in my mind. Yeah, agreed. What was like your, do you have like a favorite season or like your favorite like storyline? I'm a big season three and season six part two gal. And there are multiple reasons for that. Season six, part two for me. It's, yeah, for sure. I, I think that the, one of the best ended series I've ever seen could not have been more perfect the way it was supposed to be like absolutely well done. The writing, I cry. It's even now to this day, I tear up at the last, I can recite to you right now, the last word she says on that, like the most challenging, exciting and important relationship is the one that you when, have with yourself. Exactly. And, it's, and it's just like, I mean, it makes me melt, but so season three, I appreciate for like season one and two are interesting. It's the pilot season. She's still, they're doing the takes where it like cuts to her and she's talking to the camera. And like, I feel like they're still figuring out their style. And like, honestly, Miranda wears some heinous shit in season one. It's like so crazy. <laughs> I love it for that though. I, I, love, I, I love how throwback it is. There's a day when they're walking in the park to sit and, and have a picnic. And Miranda is wearing like a teal hoodie with the hood on with a bucket hat over the hood yeah it's an adidas track it's so weird so like i think season three they really all started to come in their own as far as their style and and there's obviously one of the huge core biggest storylines that it comes up throughout the rest of the series is obviously aiden and big and like that is such a huge 
thing to watch play out and such a mess and all of that. So like, what are yours? Yeah. The Aiden and big one was a a huge one for me because like, Oh girl, I don't envy you in that Mm -hmm. position. I do not envy you. I mean, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how I would have handled that. I mean, everyone wants to judge her for like the cheating and then this and that's like, but what would you do if you had big and Aiden? I don't know. I don't know. And well, and also like, I think people are quick to judge a woman in that scenario when like he was a married one. Yes. She was also in a relationship, but like men cheat all the time and they don't get as much flack for it. And I don't think it was like this cheap thing where like they're just getting off. I think that it was a huge unfinished business and like an emotional just train wreck for her and something that was really unresolved and so painful. And like, I've had, I've had people, have you had relationships in your life when they move on and like their next person is their person or they they start dating someone really quickly and it's super painful. Like I, you see how much that hurts her and how much he said, I never want to get married again. And then marries yep. a teenager. Like it's, that's devastating. Everyone has that person in their life or that person that said they weren't looking for a relationship. And then two seconds later, they're in a relationship. You're like, Oh, that's weird. Cool. Everyone with, with well, Nijinsky, with Nijinsky or whatever. When did you start calling her the idiot stick figure with no soul? About a week ago when I saw them at Barney's. The thing is, I think that Aiden was so lovely. We all love Aiden. He's sweet. He's funny. He gets along with her friends. She, and she loves him. Like there's no doubt in my mind, they were very in love. However, Aiden was never meant to be her person. If she never, if she never met big, then no problem. Probably. But like, it just is not, was not on the cards for her. And I think when he came back and was such a mess and missed her and said all the things that she needed to hear long before. And then he gives it to her and she's just in this weird place. Like it was a recipe for disaster. And then it ended so bad. I know obviously that haunted her forever. Actually, I'm so glad this was brought up. Natasha is in the trailer for I the reboot. saw that. Literally. What, what is she doing there? What, what do you think that's about? That's I, so weird to me. Girl, I have no idea. Like I, what could possibly, what could, like you're all these years later, like what could she possibly like leave that woman alone at that point. Like I'm sure she has her own life and whatever. Like you're still married to the guy that you cheat, like broke up her marriage. Like, yeah, I thought that was super interesting. We're going to take a short break. So, you know, I think your home is really a reflection of who you are and your style. And I think, you know, it should reflect that in the, the pieces that you put into it and how you decorate. And Joybird's selection of customizable furniture and modern home decor lets you bring your unique style into your space. They offer modern customizable furniture for every space available in a variety of vibrant, durable fabrics. Tom and I, our home is like our sanctuary. It's our safe place. And, you know, we want it to also reflect who we are and our personalities, but also feel like very warm and inviting and cozy. And we spend a lot of time in our family room, like watching movies together and hanging out. And so, you know, I always think like the sofa should be like the anchor, but it could still be stylish, but also really super comfortable. And Joybird has some of the most amazing selections of sofas I have seen ever. And like the colors and fabric options are to die for literally from like rich buttery leathers to the softest velvets. You're going to find a fabric or texture that's right for you. And plus you can even order fabric swatch gift to feel them before you buy, which is incredible. You can do a virtual showroom appointment. And if you're unsure where to start, Joybird's design specialists are standing by to make your vision a reality for free. We love that. 
and Joybird's commitment to creating quality furniture and a more sustainable future. Each piece is made with incredible care using responsibly sourced materials free of harmful chemicals. Through partnership groups like One Tree Planted, Joybird is helping conserve and restore Earth's most precious natural resources. Quality craftsmanship, stain and scratch resistance fabrics, and limited time warranty, Joybird Furniture can handle anything your family throws at it, literally. With 90-day returns, Joybird stands by its quality and craftsmanship. If it's not everything you hope for, just send it back. Get ready for Joybird's holiday sale. Create a space that brings you joy with Joybird. Visit joybird.com slash loveme and get 30% off your purchase. That's 30% off at joybird.com slash loveme. What are your thoughts on Alexander Petrovsky? I, I can understand the allure that he had to her because he's like older man. He's, you know, foreign and he's, you know, I get it. But I was just like, kind of like, I've, I always felt for her friends, like in those instances where they're just like, okay, like. Oh, that was like so hard because I've had, I'm, I end up usually being the one in like when I have a close friend that is fucking up with a guy and like, obviously I've made lots of mistakes, but like someone who's really serious in their life and you just know, and it's red flag after red flag. And like someone who's fundamentally like when she, when Randa says like, she's different around him and not in a good way. Like that is the things I'm talking about. Not just like petty shit, but like when your person is fundamentally changing who they are because of someone else. Yes. When they're leaving, what's her name's funeral who falls out of the window and they're like walking to go get food. And, and Miranda's like still so upset that she's moving to Paris and giving up her life. And they get in this big fight. And she's like, all she's saying is like, this is not the right thing. I can feel it in my bones. And like, I think you're making a mistake. And I want to be able to tell you that, like, we have that kind of relationship and she's so defensive, but I also see Carrie's side of it is like, she's had all these bad relationships and has found someone she thinks she really loves and like, is whisking her off to this magical thing. But I think that's just it. Like her head is in the clouds and Miranda is trying to bring her back down to earth. And like, that is when I identify with Miranda more than anything. Like when you're looking out for someone you really love and they don't want to hear it, but you're like, I'm not going to. Yes. Yes. That's, that is when I'm just like, I'm you, Miranda, you are me. We are the same because Mm -hmm. like, that's what constantly what I feel like I'm trying to do with my friends and I have to always, but then I have to remind myself, they need to go and make the mistakes themselves as well. It's so complicated. It's so layered. It is so layered because even though Miranda can see this so, so, so clearly, Carrie clearly cannot. And this is something that she's once again, going to have to learn for herself. And I'm sure Miranda is so tired of seeing her make mistake after mistake with a guy. And Miranda wants to protect her because she loves her. But, you know. And I get it. And also when she's like, they're like talking about kids and he's like, oh, you never wanted, aren't you, what, 38? And she's like, I feel like I was just shot with a 38. Like, (laughs) you know, and... So I think she's really evaluating what is important in life and like, isn't even sure if she wants kids and, but it is the time to decide that. And then like, you know, nothing better has come along. And, and I also relate to, and mind you, I'm, I'm 31. Like, it's not like I'm stressed about in, in the same phase of the life that she was in, but like, I get that feeling of like, it's been a long time since you've been in a relationship that really felt right for you. And so you are maybe giving a little bit more than you normally would, but like, did we all think that was going to work out? No, no, no. And there were so many. And the second she got to Paris and like the loneliness and the as soon as thing, when his wife is like, oh yeah, it didn't work out. Cause as soon as, as soon as, as soon as, and then he starts saying it to her and she's like, oh, he's, he's never going to change. Yes. Luckily big was right there. What are your thoughts on big 
overall. I've always liked him. I've always loved Big. I've always loved him. And I don't know if like, if I'm wrong for loving him and if I'm wrong for loving him, then I don't want to be right. (laughs) Then I don't want to be right. And look, that's, so that's where I think that people could say it's problematic because he is a bad guy, but fundamentally, I actually don't think he's a bad guy. I think he is emotionally and unavailable for whatever reasons at different times in his life. And it's, it's that person's job. If you're in men specifically, it's your job to figure that out and not be entertaining someone else who is emotionally available. You see how invested they are in you. But like, I think he always loved her and his heart was in the right place. He just fucked up and fucked up. But then when he finally got to that, that place, like he point blank said, like, I'll let her go. If this is right for her, I don't want to ruin it. But like, if it's not, I have finally gotten here. So yeah. like, I want to be with you. Like I could not have loved that more. And John James Preston I know. When we finally got the we finally got the name revealed. That was incredible. It was perfect. Like immediately it was like, oh my God. We saw on her pink rhinestone phone, John. And it was just like, (laughs) of course it's John. John. Yeah, no, I've always I've always been a fan of it. Yes, of course, like men do. Men will disappoint. Men will fuck up. Men are again, women are not perfect. Women should never be expected to be perfect all the time. You know, men have commitment issues. Men have problems being emotionally available. I'm not saying all men, and I'm not, I don't even know if what I'm saying is problematic or not, but I'm just saying like this, this is not news to anyone. I'm not saying it's just men, but I think obviously, I think more men are like that than women. I think the yes. common thing when relationships aren't working out is women will find that like someone is not emotionally available and it Correct. is usually more so men. Their lights aren't on. On their lights the cabs when she's like he's he's not in love his light is just on like the next woman that gets in that's who he ends up with it's so fucking true so true but i just think that you know there's big wasn't necessarily you know any different or any bigger of an asshole than any other male out there yes and i will say one of the things that frustrates me about carrie the most is this actual continuation throughout the series so when she tells aiden after she has cheated, destroyed him, they get back together. And she's like, big is in my life. He's always going to be in my life. Not the same way as you, but like he is. I was like, girl, absolutely not. If I were Aiden, I would never put up with that. Number one, number two, I am very much, and mind you, it's not necessarily like the best strategy, but like when I'm done with someone, I'm done with them. I don't talk to them. I don't creep on their social media. I don't talk to their friends. I don't want to know any of it because I find that easiest way to move on is just like make them not exist. And the more time you dwell on that, it's just going to drag something out and possibly blind you to something that could be right for you or good for you. And like, so to me, that was always confusing the way she kept him in her life when like, he's not giving you what you want. It has been years of the same. So why are you still having him around? Because it's never going to be just friends for you. All right, time for a break. So for most of you, you've probably heard me talking about how much pros has helped me with my hair and scalp issues with their personalized hair care. And for those who haven't, well, let me tell you about some of the results I've been seeing since I've been using customized pros. So I got like a pre shampoo treatment for my scalp. Then I got a shampoo and then I got a leave-in. And let me tell you, my scalp has been revitalized. So much more improvement there in terms of dryness and flakiness. My hair's like shiny. It feels bouncier. It always smells really, really good. I'm very, very happy. You know, Pros knows that there's more to you than just your hair type. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started, which they asked me some 
pretty interesting questions that I was not prepared for, like my zip code and my eating habits, damage level, how often I work out. I was like, dang, we're going to really go there. But by analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. Pros also has a review and refine feature. It lets me tweak my formulas for anything like change of address, obviously, hair color or my diet, which none of those have changed. So I'm still doing good. But if I need to, that's really great that I can just go in and change that. So I don't have to see any loss of improvement. You know, it's also really great. It's as a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. They also are the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take the free in-depth hair consultation and give 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash love me. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash love me for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Okay, back to the show. What would you do if if your partner cheated, you guys moved through oh, it? Cool. And then they're just like, yeah, I'm best friends with this person. Like, bye. bye. Goodbye. I'd be like, good mm. luck. Good luck, like, living an unrequited love <laughs> life for the rest of your life. Like, I don't know. Like, that's, but I mean, <sighs> poor Aiden. But then, and then in the movie, when they see each other in Abu Dhabi and they share the kiss and I don't know what the hell that was I about. thought that was kind of a fucking reach. I think the more realistic closure for the Aiden storyline is in season six, part one, when she's with burger. And by the way, I have had so many burgers in my life. Let's put a pin in that and come back to burger. Cause like I can, I'm basically fucking McDonald's. I've had so many burgers. It's crazy. <laughs> but like with her, when she's walking down the street and she runs into him and he has his baby and he's with the person he was supposed to be with and like has a life he wanted. And she's like, wow, God, Aiden. And She's like, I have a date because she awkwardly says it and like doesn't know what to do. And I'm like, oh my God, I just so identify with that feeling of like mm -hmm. different place. I'm glad the way everything turned out, but it's strange. Oh God, yeah. Okay, so Jack Berger is the fucking villain of this entire series. I fucking yeah, hate him. He I, was the worst of them all. Insecure, needy, attached, like with the, the ex thing was odd. I don't, I did not like Berger. So I think that, but again, like I have truly had so many of these relationships in the past few years. Like, I think the best thing that that showed was like, you get into a place, you find someone, you have a spark, like you really do. Like, obviously they like loved each other and had things in common, but it was so clear from the beginning that was never going to work out. Like they were always pissy with each other. He had all these issues and these hangups and was constantly projecting on her. And then the way that he obviously... I'm sorry, I can't the post it now. The episode is called The Post-it Always Sticks Twice. And it's so true. <laughs> yeah. So like the post-it note situation, it's just like was the perfect way for him to exit. And I love in that episode, not only because they get stoned and Carrie kind of gets arrested, but like she says, like, I feel like it was a waste of time. Like I didn't learn anything. But the thing is, you do always learn something. And I think it just showed her more of what she didn't want and like was happier and more whole to be on her own than be with someone like that. That is yeah. an idiot and was wasting her time. Yeah, Carrie, I mean, Carrie did consistently see red flags and ignore them and kind of dig her head in the sand, which which was a little bit of a fatal flaw of hers, I found. 
Oh yeah. And she wanted, she didn't really want to learn the lesson. She wanted just to be like, let's just pretend that didn't happen. And when it happens again, I'll be surprised about it. I think the unforgivable sin there was when he was such a fucking child about her making that money. Yeah. The check for the book advance in Paris and she deserved it. She would work her whole career. Like it was like probably the biggest paycheck of her life and his book flopped. So then he, he made it about him when it's like, it's not about you. And like, any partner, either way, men or women, you should want your person to succeed in my opinion. So like if they have a really big moment, you should be celebrating that. And like the way that he was so hurt and like had to be coddled and was that guy, like that was like, I was like, oh, you're done with him. Goodbye. Never going to work out. Mm-mm. Always going to be threatened by her and her success. Yeah. So in terms of closing the burger conversation, I'm going to spend about as much time mourning this relationship as he spent ending it. <laughs> I'm over it. So like, I'm over this part of the good fuck burger. Okay, Steve, let's talk about Steve. Cause you mentioned him earlier. I like, love Steve so, so much. I think Steve was, you know, that guy that like never got enough credit, especially when it came to Miranda, Miranda, he was always constantly surprising Miranda with like how responsible he could be because Miranda just couldn't fathom that he could get himself together and get his life together because, you know, he was just a bartender, you know, but then he opened up the bar with Aiden and she was always just like, Oh, 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 you know, cause Miranda kind of, she, she did kind of like put people down sometimes a little bit. I don't feel like on purpose, but I think she just kind of would a little bit look down on people. Absolutely. And Carrie's right. Like when she says you're judgmental and she is, yes. and, but I, I don't think she means to be in a malignant way. I think she just is very blunt and doesn't know how to like communicate it. I also get this dynamic. So like I am in a corporate job. My, my job has been obviously besides a weird break of my life when uh, that's all how we met when I was on the show for a hot second. <laughs> like I've always had that determination and just like really career focused. And then I understand at first why she's like, they are have very different lives and they have a whole conversation about the power dynamic between whether it's a man or a woman and like, not just about earning, but like what you're doing, what your goals are. And when that isn't aligned, that can be tough. So I also get that. Like she's a lawyer, she kicks ass, she works really hard. And then you know, she feels this is all he ever wants. And then not only that, it's kind of bleeds over into other things. Like he's not serious about anything. He's like watching cartoons and just like fucking around. So like, I got that, but I also don't think she ever really appreciated him till the end. Like he was like, honestly, I think my favorite guy of the whole show, they always managed to stay friends in a weird way. And then, you know, he was really there for her. Like when her mom died Mm -hmm. and he just showed up in Philadelphia at the funeral, I was like, Steve, they weren't even together at that time, but it's just like people, he's just a solid person with a good heart. Truly. I know. I, I like Steve, I feel like I kind of have like a Steve in my life. I feel like Tom, I feel like Tom's a little bit of a Steve. Yeah. And also when we're all out here comparing ourselves to the women, we need to be doing this more about like the men who are the men in the show. Tom is completely a Steve. Yeah. Such a Steve, which is why (laughs) He's just like a, a a fucking catch for life. Like you guys are work together because he is such a Steve and like you're kind of a Miranda. So like it works. Yeah, I can be definitely judgmental, put people down, but again, not in a malignant way, but in just in a way where it's like, I don't know how to be nice about the truth. Yeah, same about how I feel about in general. Ooh, but it's always coming from a good place because I want the best. Well, and I think that Tom is a great example of like a Steve, like he's had such a progression over the past few years. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that, and, but also just from like a good heart perspective, like Tom doesn't have a mean bone in his body. No, he's just, no, he's just such he, a nice person. Like, listen, he can be an asshole for sure, but he doesn't, can, he doesn't have mean, he's not a, a bad guy at 
all, like not whatsoever. <laughs> I can, not whatsoever. Way, I can be mean, like, and it's never coming. I'm never trying to be, be it's, it's, I, it, yes, I, it lands that way. Like I get it, but like, yeah, I just don't feel like it's the same for him, but like, yeah, Steve but, was just yeah. ugh, the best. But, like, but Steve can't like Steve was a kid. Like he kind of had that like Peter Pan syndrome was a kid at heart, like liked to goof around and have fun, but also like could totally get his fucking act together and step yes. up when he needed to. And I feel like Tom's a lot that way too. Yeah, totally. I mean, the, obviously there's like throughout all these other weird and is, that's kind of some of the, my favorite parts of the show. And it's like before they're established and they tie up all these loose ends at the end of the series, like all the weird dates they go on and little flings and things that woven throughout these like big fundamental relationships that will shape them. Like I'm trying to think right now, like what are some of like the weirder dates? Like when Carrie dates that guy, when they're like talking about circus freaks and she ends up spazzing (laughs) out and like going through his apartment, he like comes home and he's like, they're all freaks and like sees how yeah. she, like it like makes her see that like maybe we're not so different and like all those little things are just so fun to watch and ridiculous and I love them. And I'm wondering with this with the the new show, obviously there won't be things like that, but those things in life that we've related to in this season of our life, um, where they are in this you know the current season, you know how we'll eventually relate to it. You know the foreshadowing that we'll see. Because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we couldn't relate to when we were like 15 at the time and maybe we won't relate to where they are now, but it'll just be interesting to see kind of like the themes of the show and the things that they're dealing with now. I'm and, so excited. And how like the kids, the kids play into all of it and like what their stories are and, and what new character, obviously there's new, some new characters and some new friendships that are there and like what those roles are. I'm just, I'm so excited and I can't, oh my God, I can't wait. I think if it was another movie, it just would have not been the right play. The fact no. that, and by the way, it was an HBO show. So it kind of feels full circle that it's coming back to HBO. Max. And I like that they're not calling it Sex and the City. It has a because new title. Any, Sex and the City has, is done. That it's has, not that sex has any, yeah, I don't think, not. like not that it's inappropriate isn't the word, but I just think it, it just needs to be, have like a new fresh title. It just doesn't fit anymore. But then, no. and, but like, and just like that is the perfect, that's the equivalent of like the ending of the series. Like, couldn't have been a more perfect title and like the good transition. And I'm so excited. And like, honestly, we might end up needing to do like a couple catch up after we've like watched the season oh, or yeah. whatever and circling back to this. Cause like, obviously I'm tuning the fuck in. I'm very excited to see where it goes. Oh, we're definitely going to have to like do a follow up to this and do some like recaps, I think, because yes. this has been a lot of fun. I'm upset. Yeah. But the thing is like, we need to wrap it, but like I could lit, I know you could too. I could talk about this for a fucking eternity. <laughs> I love this show. I will forever be a stan. I know, me too. Ugh, it's so, I want to go watch it right now. I know. I was like, I have, <laughs> I have like a bunch of work to do that I should have been finishing up during the week and like need to get caught up today. But I'm like, I've already had some wine. I need to order some more. I'm going to put season three on. I'm going to get in the right headspace, like the perfect Sunday. It sounds like a plan, Stan. I'm going to do the same thing. Well, I love you, Dana. Thank you so much for coming on. I love you so do you have much. Any, do you have a rage text you want to rage on? You want to rage to burger? Fuck you and your motorcycle and driving too fast across the bridge. I say yes. I say my rage text is to absolutely fuck you, burger, to any man that has ever been in my life, woman, any platonic romantic relationship who has projected their insecurities and wanted me to be smaller because I refuse to shrink myself. Amen. And you shouldn't either. I love you so much. I love you. Thank you. And I love all of you. Until next time. Bye-bye.
Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review. Follow along on social at Music Kills Kate and tune in next week for an all new episode. 